0: Hello, everybody. It is rainy. It is miserable as John and I sit down to record this latest episode of Hockey at the Rock. Thank you all for joining us. Um, My anger has slightly subsided uh, over witnessing the disaster that I did on Friday. But before we get to all of that, how are you doing, John? Dan, I got a lot of
1: problems with the New Jersey Devils right now and the people who matter. You're all going to hear about
0: them. Yeah, well, well, tis the season to voice all of our grievances with this team. That, uh, I mean, again, I had the misfortune of being there on Friday when they lost mm. to a team that had had zero road wins going into that game. Zero. That had scored a combined six goals in their 10 road games before that one. Six. And in this game, they put in six goals, doubling their total for the year. As the Devils lose to a team they have no business losing to in an effort that they totally deserve to lose, there looked like there was not a single person in focus. It looked like the 2019-20 Devils in the sense that plenty of possession, plenty of shots, but most of them were weak, and every single opportunity San Jose had seemed to go in the back of the net. There was a stretch where they were stuck on 11 shots For a long period of time, and the next shot they got was immediately a goal, and you knew it was going to be. That's and of course, it was a goal because Dan,
1: I know that goal. You want me to break it down? Let me hit you with this. Well,
0: I'm just saying it's like shades of the late 2010s devils. It's like all the possession in the world means nothing if you are flubbing every single shot. It was remarkable how they were fighting the puck all night long, they could not get good wood on a shot to save their lives, but also. Whenever they did, Kockenden was there, and he has a remarkable save percentage against the Devils in his career. Um, but, you know, every shot either was off the heel of a stick, it missed the net, there was too many people trying to be too fancy too many times. Yep. Yeah.
1: And what's uh, worse, then is that this comes on the heels of two Ws. Mm-hmm. An actual winning streak. A big comeback win over the Islanders where... That third period showed the Devils team seemingly going, all right, enough of this nonsense. We're going to lock it down, and we're going to hit back, come back from 2-4-0 to win 5-4 with thirty less than 30 seconds left. Thank you, Alexander Romanov, for putting the rebound back in the back of the net. Yeah. And then against the Flyers, the Devils blew a 3-1 lead. Brendan Smith contributed heavily to that and got suspended for two games as part of that comeback uh, failure. Mm-hmm. But literally, first attack in overtime, the Hughes brothers hook you up for a W. You get the big win within the division. Devils and, thinking, like, okay, we made a mistake when we came back. That's all the story of last season. So you go out there against San Jose, a team who has no business, no business, Dan. Yeah. Because they got shut out the night prior to Boston. Right. They had no business to come out and play as well as they
0: did. And there's which no. which was excuse. often terrible,
1: but still bad.
0: There's no excuse for the Devils saying that, again, they've been atrocious in the second half of back-to-backs this season. I don't know what happened between last year and this year where they just cannot perform in the same situation where they banked a lot of points last year. And this year, um, again, it's... It's a team that they have no business losing against. And while Luke Hughes had a great game against Philadelphia, I think he arguably had his worst game as a devil against San Jose. Uh, He was terrible. Um, And the roller coaster of emotions that the Devils fans went through before this game even started. Let's not uh, forget that earlier in the day, it was announced that Dougie Hamilton had successful left pectoral surgery, and he will be out for for an indefinite period of time based on Travis Zajac's similar procedure it was something like three months four months but still it's yeah. a very long time to be without a top pairing defenseman then yeah. we heard that eric Halla is also out but maybe traveling with the team we heard that noshek is out and uh also indefinitely with a um, foot surgery which with is a foot not surgery. what jacob truba did to him and then uh, in that same breath we heard that timo meyer would be returning for the san jose game and i have to say he was terrible Terrible. That first
1: goal against was all on him. He lost the big board battle, lazily back That ain't an eight point eight million dollar to the cap player. That I mean, that's garbage hockey for Mr. Meyer.
0: To me, I, I have not seen Luke Hughes make so many boneheaded mistakes in the same game. And again, I know he was paired with Shimon Nemich, which he was one of the bright uh, spots in the game offensively. Certainly, you can see why the Devils picked him up for his offense. But again, rookie mistakes were made in the back. That sequence on the fifth goal was truly, truly abhorrent by yeah, all that, three that, players Yeah, That
1: was a, a triumvirate of failure between Mr. Hughes, Mr. Nemec, and Mr. Schmid who, Dan? Schmid was, was brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was
1: brilliant. Don't give me that, oh, he gave up three goals nonsense. No, 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 no. 44 shots. I mean, sorry, 44 saves and 47 shots. Yeah. He did his damn best out there. You yeah. wanted great goaltending from a goaltender. Schmidt gave it to you. Mr. Lindy Ruff had the great bright idea to say, yeah, I'll start him back to back. He may be exhausted, but I don't trust Vanacek that much.
0: Well, I this exactly, may shock you. Right? Schmidt like, was terrible. <laughs> but it's not that it was a bad idea, I think, in a vacuum because of how bad Vanacek's been. This is the problem that they're facing. Whereas they had right. a problem before on, like, there's too many prospects to fit not enough spots. Um, in terms of the rest of the roster, they seemingly cannot get a goaltender to make a save. They just can't.
1: Well, they got plenty of saves in Philly. Yeah. And because Vanacek kept being leaned on because, hey, the Devils won in spite of him a number of times in November, Rough mm-hmm. basically drove Vanacek to the dirt to the point where you don't trust them against a team who has only six goals on the road all season. Horrible. So, you know, this was, you know, rough took a big risk here. I get it. You don't trust your goalie in Vanacek, but you take that risk and it blew up in your space and he goes, he has the audacity to go to the press afterwards and say, well, we needed a save. My dude, you picked the goalie. You stuck with him after it was 3-1. You could have justified saying, hey, guys, you guys are playing in a fog right now. I'm switching goalies. Maybe that will wake you up. You could have mm. done that. You right. could have done that. But instead, yeah, Mr. Sure. Ruff, you know, he's going on about, and let's be real, Dan, the Devils need better goaltending. At no point am I saying they don't. But what have we heard from Mr. Fitzgerald earlier this month about that very same topic? What did he say,
0: Dan? Oh, I, he's, I mean, I don't even remember. It's it, has the same conversation of like, we don't even know what's out there. We trust our guys. And when do well, you the, stop doing that?
1: Well, the, the the main point of the quote was, I need to see our team play better in front of the goalies
0: first. I mean, he's also not wrong there.
1: And he's not wrong. I, I, I can almost guarantee, Dan, the private conversations, because you ought to not think that Lindy Ruff is t- call, going, Tommy, look, I can't work with these goalies. They're terrible. And Tommy is probably responding in some way of saying, Lindy, the team's not playing well. Like John Marino is literally giving pucks away for mm-hmm. goals against. You're having I mean, turnovers on your own end. Just Jonah through- Siegenthaler doesn't know what defense is at, on some shifts. Guys aren't backchecking.
0: Giveaways yesterday. I, I have to say the Hughes brothers in particular, and despite Jack poor. having two really bad periods to start the game, he still scored an electric goal and still got them within one. Uh, exactly. You know, before, despite before. all that, and yeah. that's just the talent that he has. But the problem is he was just trying to do too much. He would often try to dangle through three people. It was not working. It was never working in no. their power play. Well, it scored on the first attempt. It wasn't the first unit. That first unit was entirely off all night.
1: Yeah, you got a poor game from the big deal. You got a poor game from Jesper Rott. You had a really bad game from Timo Meyer. Dawson Mercer, at least, was trying. He yeah. back-checked on the DeClerca goal that John Holtz Marino helped create. Holtz, you know, did his best, which he has been doing. McLeod got benched, which, okay, McLeod wasn't doing very well. Yeah. But, like, he was nowhere near any of the problems in the game. But, again, going back to what I was about to say, was that those private conversations – if Tom Fitzgerald, the GM, is telling Lindy, hey, hey, your guys are not playing as well as they could in front of the goalies. I can't get you a goalie until you do that. That's yeah. a divide right there. That's going to end with somebody leaving their job. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, it ain't going to be Tom Fitzgerald. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so again the devils are the devils are in this situation where, yes, in a perfect world, you go out and you get goaltender X. You know, you get some guy who's going to give you that decent level of goaltending to give you wins, where Vanacek and Schmid, to a lesser extent, have not. Great. But has that happened? No. So until then, you got to work with what you have. and that means changing goalie coaches, do that. If it means really sitting down John Marino and John, Jonas Siegel to say, hey, you guys need to actually get your heads out of your butts and play some defense like you did last season, do that. If it means sitting everybody down saying – From now on in two-on-ones, you pick a man instead of a ghost in the middle of them, which, again, happened in the San Jose game. That was your 12th shot against. Anthony Duclair, wide open on the left. Jonas Siegenthaler covering a ghost in the middle. you got to do something with what you have. And right now this is a team where 22 games of the season and we're talking about the same nonsense we were talking about a month ago.
0: And two years ago, again, they haven't and two years it's, ago. It seemingly they haven't ago. had competent goaltending since Corey Schneider uh was yeah. untimely one of the best like in an untimely fashion, one of the best goalies in the entire league when the rest of the roster wasn't ready. I mean, right. now they're just every single opportunity ends up in the back of the net. It's not that they're, you know, bad goals to allow necessarily every time, but Man, the point is to, like, be there to make a save, right? Like, you need a little bit more, but the defensive um, attention and effort has been, like, there's not just two rookies that are now going to be charged with leading everything. It's, like, they're all rookies, which I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, and, the and, decline and, of Siegenthaler and Marino has really, really hurt this team.
1: Yeah, and if you want to talk in a good example of, you know, how you can make up for poor goaltending, look at Carolina. They actually have a worse team save percentage than the Devils right now, mm-hmm. if you can believe it like the devils are 31st Carolina's in 32nd carolina yeah. has three more wins and six more points than the devils carolina has guys that go out there and lock things down their defensive efforts they you know like carolina has done for the last five years mm-hmm. have locked it down they they condense the nonsense as much as possible when kachetkov or niemi or anderson are hurt or not playing well. That's the big difference here. When Shemitah and Vanacek aren't playing well, the Devils are not doing enough to help their goalies out. Los Angeles is another example where Phoenix Copley and Cal... I'm sorry. Phoenix Copley has been all that bad. Hasn't all all that great. Cam Talbot hasn't been all that great. LA shelters them as much as possible. So they go out there and get road wins all over the place and as such, you know, are in contention for a playoff spot whereas a team like New Jersey is looking at the wrong end of the standings here. I'm frustrated, Dad, because... There are fixable things here. Get to a point where the goalies are truly your only major problem, and I'm sure Fitzgerald will then give you a goaltender. But until then, you got to stop helping the San Jose Sharks get breakaways. You got to stop helping lost, you know, the Islanders let Cal Clutterbuck piling pucks. You got to stop letting the Philadelphia Flyers get power plays at the end of games because Brendan Smith is too much of a macho man to not slash connect the elbow.
0: Well, if the goaltending's been so bad since Schneider, I don't understand. I still don't understand how every single coach was swapped out except for that one. It makes no sense to me. What what does he yeah. have on the team? Yeah, because goes, he's the stories, gotta go. they don't even. It feels like on some. Re- I mean, their rebound control is terrible. Both of them. Uh, they their decision making is just not very good in their own zone, um, and it just looks like they just have trouble adjusting to like big lateral movements and there are goalies that are capable of making the post-to-post save it shouldn't be like a it's a goal every time situation you should get a save at least some of the time and even still even if you want to look at like the the emotional impact of getting that save that hypes the team up and if it does the opposite if every single shot goes in the back of your net i mean Again, Hughes looked frustrated the entire time against San Jose, and he still scored a goal and led most of the play. I mean, in the third period, he was his usual self, but it it was very clear that everybody was frustrated, and the fans especially. I mean, it's not to be watching that. It looked like they were skating through mud a lot of the time. Every opportunity on the vine, they were trying to forced their way through three lanes of traffic and so many shots were hitting feet just so yeah. many shots or they're settling or they're oh.
1: settling for 50 to 60 foot prayers at cock it not just easily gloves and raises glove and they're almost With like no screen. thanks bro easy yeah. easy play one
0: screen glove save it's just like nothing particularly threatening so again they have a lot to think about they could have gone on this west coast road trip on a four game win streak now they have to think about the fact that they will be facing Uh, A Vancouver Canucks team that they're historically good against, but that has been way better than them this year, and we have a Hughes-Per-Bowl going on over there. Yeah, Um, Quinn Hughes has been fantastic this season. He's been excellent. And then we go to Calgary, who has not been the most comfortable opponent for the Devils. Well, hold on. Then, whoa, sorry, Edmonton first? Seattle, Thursday. Seattle first. Okay, sorry, sorry. Vancouver, then Seattle. And Seattle, again, not an easy opponent, especially in Seattle. That's a tough building to play in if you're not well, uh, you know, if you're coming from far away.
1: Well, this is probably the season to do it because right now Vancouver is one of the highest scoring teams in the league, which is not good for a team with the goaltending and defensive issues of the Devils right now. Mm. Seattle's only four, six, and one at home. They've actually given up a lot of goals. So if there's a time to beat Seattle in Seattle, this is the season to do it because they are not having a good time over there. It's not yeah. like last season for them. Right. But the Alberta games, the back to back afternoon games no less 4 p.m starts local time um calgary has not sunk for some reason you know they're Uh they're sitting in the middle of that division 10 11 and 3 just ahead of seattle they're not good but they're not dead awful either but then again the devils lost 6-3 to the Sharks, so you can't take
0: anybody who are we to say who's good or not and Edmonton is playing
1: for their lives at this moment they're uh they're currently on a four game winning streak they Mm -hmm. almost need to go on a 13 game heater to get back into contention Mm -hmm. so you know that Edmonton game is not going to be easy either
0: as if it ever is with Connor McDavid and Leon all alone exactly so again you could have been going into this with some serious momentum could have dispatched an opponent easily and again they did a lot to try to score i mean the the shot opportunities were like 103 to like 39 something like that the shots themselves were in the 40s to 18 but you absolutely cannot expect to win games if you allow six goals on 18 shots that is yeah, untenable yeah. that is a 666 save percentage a very yeah. devilish number but also, I mean, I guess it's technically not that since one of them was an empty net, but whatever. It's 666 save percentage. When the league average is hovering around like 890 to 900, you are not going anywhere. You are no. not doing anything with that.
1: Yeah. And as I've pointed out many times, the Devils have helped the Sharks get those goals. Mm-hmm. Like whether that's a turnover, a lack of coverage, a lost board battle, lazy back that game had it all. And it was even a problem against the Islanders and the Flyers, too. Well, well, maybe less so against the Flyers. The Flyers game was actually there. There are defensive issues with the fact they just bled like 47 shots, which in of itself is a problem. Mm-hmm. But the Islanders, the Devils went, you know, they made the great comeback, but that's always been the dual-edged sword. Why do you need to make a three-goal comeback in the third yeah. period to win the game? Because exactly. you went down four to two, you were up two one, and then you decide, well, I'm gonna let Bar- Marzell go off on a breakaway. Brendan Smith gets benched for that, by the way. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Colin Miller got benched for that. Uh, for the rest of the period you know john marino ambles around like nothing cal clutterbuck scores and then nobody covers jean gabriel Pajot, the diver to score his first of the season like all within quick succession you're down four to two you know you change your goalie cool but at that point it's like you you shot yourselves in the foot once again the only difference is that the devils made the comeback is Horokin was terrible that game mm-hmm. kakunen on the other hand was much better
0: yep yeah. And he again, Coughlin always seems to have a good game against the Devils. He's now three one and zero against them with like a nine fifty or above save percentage. So uh, maybe Tom
1: Fitzgerald needs to call Mike Greer again and say, "Give me Coughlin." What do well, you want, my, Casey?
0: Uh, my <laughs> next, my next question for you is exactly that. Now that uh, you know the Devils already had around four million in space to work with, yeah. um, but now with Dougie Hamilton having a longer term injury and Thomas Noshik being out, they can put some people on long term injured reserve and chase pretty much whoever they want. So, John, my question to you is very simple. Who do they want? They need to get a goaltender.
1: You know, this, I'm glad they didn't jump on the uh, Nikita Zadorov train because, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, while Zadorov, sure. could help in some regards but he's basically a much better brendan smith or a more physical and expensive colin miller you already have brendan smith and Colin Miller. brendan smith has actually played pretty well up until his stupid slashing penalty that it cost the team a point and got him a suspension yep that being said you know you know and and also the trade was made such that you know keep in mind he requested the trade so calgary wasn't gonna get a lot in return Mm -hmm. and the big difference was that vancouver could take on the salary without any retention so calgary was going to take that deal. Whereas with New Jersey or any other team, they Calgary have to retain some salary and obviously they don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I know the the discussion has moved to someone like Chris Tanev. Maybe you hope for Noah Hannafin, which I think would be way too much money. I don't think you should do that. You need a goaltender. Like this isn't rocket science here. As much as I've been saying, fix your defense, stop, you know, turning the puck over, stop doing the bad pinches, stop helping the other team score goals. Don't make it easy for them because they've been making it easy for the Islanders and the Flyers and the Sharks and all these other teams the Devils have lost and even won against to score goals. Help your goalies out. You got to get a goalie because if you don't trust Vanacek and they clearly don't and they don't think a whole lot of akirish Mead Nico Dawes is not going to come in and save this team. Eric Colgren is not going to come in and ta- save the team. Keith Kincaid definitely isn't. Get a goalie. You got to get a goalie. So- get in Call up at Nashville for Askarov. Find out what wall step may cost you. You got it to something. I'd like to think Tom Fitzgerald is right now and maybe for the last three weeks been hitting the phones. But the problem with that is that, one, when you start doing that, you make it clear that you're desperate and teams will take advantage of that. And two, the Devils are not the only team looking for a goaltender. It's actually a somewhat crowded market in terms – You know, there's more buyers than there are sellers, and that's Mm going to make it very hard to swing a deal. But the Devils have to get – either they have got to fix the goaltending internally – or get a goaltender and yeah. honestly i'm at the point where it's like you know we're 22 games in the season lindy Ruff isn't fixing this so you may have to fire lindy Ruff, but you really need to get a better goalie coach and a different goaltender you just have to
0: yeah and that's that you know it's one of those things where they were trying they were basically going for volume in terms of drafting goalies so yeah. it's not the lack of opportunity for someone to improve in the system it is something about the structure of the system itself that is causing every goalie they draft to not be a viable NHL candidate. There has to be something to that. Other teams can find goalies in the third, fourth, fifth round. The Devils drafted them in the second and third, somewhere around there usually. Yeah, made is their best
1: success right now.
0: And again, they were drafting a goalie per year consistently. And none of them have panned out. That feels, well, Schmied, I mean, yeah. well, sure. But like, did, you know, Schmid? to whatever extent he did, he's still not like the answer fully, it seems right.
1: No, I mean, that's, that's, again, I want to be a little sympathetic to him because he should not have started that yes. San Jose game. I think Fine. that was, but the point, but your point is, is well taken. Do you trust me to be your number one guy? The answer is clearly no. So you mm. need to go out there and find that somehow.
0: And the fact and, that you need to do that is an indictment of the system itself. I'm yeah, saying yeah. Yeah.
1: The development system has not been kind. Like goaltending is this big black box, even for the analytics community. Yeah. A lot of otherwise smart people just throw up their hands and go, it's voodoo. I don't understand it, which is, you know, the opposite of a scientific approach to learning anything. Um, so but the devil's similar to Carolina for many years, because it's been their big problem is how do you find a goaltender? Yeah. And how do you trust that that gold dinner is legit or they're just a subject of variation, which they're finding out the hard way with Piotr Kachetkov mm-hmm. uh, and Scott Darling before him? And so, the de- <laughs> well, they didn't have Vitek Vantage. No, no, I they mean,
0: was- the Devils are finding out no. with VTech because they paid him, right? Yeah. And he was decent last season. Yep. So, what happened?
1: Ah. I don't think he got. I don't think he forgot how to play goaltender. Nope. But I think a lot of things that went right last season have not, and Vanacek yes. is one of them, Agreed. and Schmid, unfortunately, is one of them. And when your goaltenders are not giving you the saves and the defense, like Marino, Siegenthaler, Hamilton, to to an extent as well are not helping you defensively ball has himself has also not improved all that much either, which has not helped either. Mm. Um, A lot of things that went right are going wrong and it ends up in GAs. So again, something's got to change here. And Chris Tannen is not going to fix it. Um, You need to go out there and get yourself a goalie or hell just fire Dave Rogalski and get a different goalie coach. And at least this way you could say, look, we're doing something different behind the scenes. It might help because currently your current status quo is not is is
0: not working Dan it's just not working that's more what I'm saying like at least try something you know like at least at least try that because that seems like the easiest move to make that's the least disruptive overall and addresses a clear clear problem area for anyone. like no one is going to question that move being made right now they'd question Lindy Ruff I think with with um how successful last season was in general and like it being at this point in the season they definitely question Fitzgerald with the moves that he's made yeah but they would not question firing Dave Rogalski I don't think anyone would really bat an eye and they would look at the numbers and see that this year somehow the Devils goalies have managed to be worse than the year when they used seven of them how yeah, is that I, possible
1: yeah it, it's it's mind-boggling to me because we're talking about a positional coach here like yep. this is not the guy that you know it I'm going to rack my brain if I, if we find out that the devil's staff and management are going to die on the Dave Rogalski Hill. That just mm. sounds baffling to me, Dan.
0: Weird. But like a- anyway. especially, especially
1: when you look at other sports where, Hey, your offense isn't working. We'll fire the offensive coordinator in football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, this isn't working in soccer. Well, we'll change trainers. We'll do something. We'll get, we'll buy 18 players in January you know, in baseball, you know, there's all sorts of positional and specialist coaches that move all over the place. Basketball is littered with coaches and, and, and special and assistants getting moved all the time in addition to the players. But for some reason, this devil's organization, an organization where traditionally being a coach did not have a long lead time because the level of expectation was that much higher. It's almost as if, Oh no, we can't, we got to stick with this guy. We got to stick with the, the staff as it is, as if, You know the players are going to just figure it out. You're 22 games in. You don't want to. You can lose an entire season right now. If December goes badly, you have no reason
0: not to change coaches. Yeah,
1: this November was a bad month for the Devils, Dan. They may have won the last three games of it, but they went six and seven. They only took 12 points. They're sitting seventh in the division. Yes, they're only three points behind third place, but they're also behind four other teams. Mm -hmm. Like It is so hard to catch up in this league. If the Devils did beat San Jose like they should have, they'd be in sixth right now, but they would at least be one point behind the three teams ahead of them in the Islanders, Flyers, and and Capitals. That would be more tenable. But when you drop games like San Jose and you don't extend your winning streaks, and mind you, this upcoming road trip could be real nasty, Dan. Like, this could go real bad, like maybe Mm – you know you'd be lucky in a sense if you go two and two but the devils are not in a position where they can afford to do that they Mm -hmm. need to win these trips they need to win these weeks to get back up because it is so hard to catch up so if you go out there and have another six and seven like december that's your season my dude Mm -hmm. that is your season and that it would be such a disappointment given the level of talent given the amount of money that was spent given the amount of expectations that they've earned that we're even in this situation. It's like we went back two seasons, Dan. Yeah. And that makes no sense given you have a top 10 goals, you know, point scorer in Jack Hughes. You have Jesper Brat who, okay, he could be more consistent, but he's giving you points. Mm-hmm. Nico Heasier is now healthy. So your top guys, your top forwards are all back. You're going to get Eric Holla back too soon. The only major injury right now is going to be Dougie Hamilton and Thomas Noshek's foot. I'm sorry to Mr. Nosek and his family, but you're not that critical to the organization at the moment. Here, mm-hmm. you're finally getting to health, and this is your team.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I think at this point we're just kind of circling and saying the same yeah, things. Over I, and over again. I'm
1: ranting like, like Frank Costanza here, but you know I got a lot of grievances. My voice is shot, but. You know, I try to fire Lindy chant at the Friday game. That's not why my voice is shot. It's because of a cold. And of course, nobody, I failed just like the Devils did last night. And most of the fans left early anyway, because why would they want to stick around on a cold rainy night in December to watch their team lose six to three as opposed to five to three?
0: Yeah, I know we're all, uh, we're all, we're all feeling the effects of that. So hopefully they start turning things around on this road trip. At this point, like you said, they can't really afford to not win weeks. So we're hoping that they, uh, start turning things around. And if not, we'll see where they go from there. Um, right. Again, we're all incredibly disappointed, but uh, it's still the first quarter of the season theoretically. No, you're past it. It's 22 games. Yeah. But like, you know, I know it's
1: still, it's still, it's still, there's a lot of hockey left to be played. Yeah. But
0: it's, yeah, it's getting solace, late pretty early.
1: Yeah. The only solace I could have and I'll quote somebody from the site in the recap that says I will be only okay with this loss. If it spurns the devils to go out there and stomp through the rest of the month. Yeah. Which okay. I would say fine. If you have to lose six to three and realize, okay, you guys, your, your poop does stink. Go play better hockey. Cool. I can accept that. But right now, I'm not seeing it, Dan.
0: And again, in a vacuum, two wins in a stretch of three games and four nights is pretty good, except when you consider what happened. (laughs) Exactly. You know. So, all right. I think that brings us to the end of this episode. We'll let you get some rest and recover your voice. And I will do the same for mine. Uh, Everyone's feeling under the weather. So stay safe, stay healthy out there. And hopefully we get to watch more Devil's Wins in the month of December. Thank you all for joining us and let's go devils. See you next time.